Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, it's my man who loves to suck blood. It's Frank. How are you today? (laughs) Very nice. Right off the bat. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Right off the bat. (laughs) We did it again. You're good. You're funny, Oh, there it is. It's good stuff. Hey, Frank, how are you? Hello, hello. I just flew in from Transylvania, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Ring the bell. That was a, that was a classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fatherhood, man. am I right? Anyway. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> finally have oh. an excuse for the jokes I was totally going to make anyway. Right, yeah. The, the, what, the excuse is sleep deprivation? Mm-hmm. Because you're you're only oh just only... just being a dad now is the excuse for telling the dad jokes. I was going to say you're up when the sun is down and you have to go to sleep when the sun is, you know when the sun is high. You yeah, know, no crawl into your crawl into your coffin. No kidding. Whatever. No so, kidding. Yeah. Well, Frank, we're here doing our Halloween episode a little bit early in the Halloween spooky season, but you know what? It's spooky season. Spooky. So whatever. Spooky, but there's some big stuff happening later on in the month that we want to talk about. So we're going to do Halloween early, just so we yes, can sir. current and popular and stuff. Um, so, but first, Frank, we love uh, Halloween. We love spooky season over here. Um, and by love, I love it. I don't really know how you feel about Halloween. <laughs> it's fine, right? <laughs> I like Halloween. I do. Okay, good. Yeah, do. right on. Yeah. What do you actually like about Halloween? Before you even tell me what beer you're drinking, what like do you like? Why Halloween? Candy. Right on. I, I can get behind that. <laughs> Costumes and candy. A, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine. He has a two-year-old daughter, and he was like, he was telling her like about Halloween for the first time. It's like there's a big holiday coming up in which you say trick or treat, and people give you candy. And mm-hmm. she was like, "What? <laughs> like for free? <laughs> what magic is this?" So uh, that's gonna go over super well. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, um, Frank, what, what Halloween themed beer are you drinking this evening? Yeah. I mean, that's another reason that I enjoy Halloween is, is the beers. And, um, Hey, you know what? It's not, it is not October. It is not Halloween without a shipyard pumpkin head. It is not. You are correct. The shipyard pumpkin head has one of my favorite monsters of all time on the, yes, it does. I know this about you. Yeah, the headless horseman is, even though he's not actually headless in the pumpkin head because he's wearing the head. Yes, the pumpkin has a head. It's fine. Don't worry about it. He's supposed to throw it, but it's not a big deal. It's well, fine. he's he's um, he's wearing the pumpkin head, but he's holding the beer. So yeah, well, well, he and he's got to hold the horse reins. So he's got to hold like, the horse reins. Yeah. You know, so like, come on, not, 
What, you, you want know, a three-handed headless horseman? Yeah, That's just no, ridiculous now. Come no, on. Ridiculous. Come yeah, on. No. Realism. Yeah, re- exactly. Realism with my headless horseman, please. Exactly. Thank arms. you. God, keep it dark and gritty. <laughs> I want the Sleepy Hollow gritty reboot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I've seen that many now times. Now darker and grittier. It's so dark you can't even see it. The womb never cauterized. <laughs> it just keeps oozing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. All right. Anyway, uh, um, that sounds terrible. But what does not sound terrible is my Halloween-themed beer, which comes from the Lone Pine Brewing Company mm. from Portland, Maine. I know you're familiar. This is the year. Uh, I don't know why all of a sudden I'm from Wisconsin. Um, and so, I don't know where that came from. Um, this is their Carnival of Horrors Pumpkin Imperial Stout. Ooh. I know. Pumpkin right? Stout. I'm going to say that again. Carnival of Horrors Pumpkin Imperial Stout. It is brewed with pumpkin pie filling, maple syrup, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, allspice, and vanilla. Isn't that nice? That sounds incredible. That's an amazing looking label. Mm-hmm. I love everything about this. Have yeah, you had course, this before? Uh, or are you are you no, trying to I want to open it. I want to oh, open it first time. Yes. Here. I just got it today. Like I'm very excited. And I am going to read the back because it has one of the uh, greatest quotes of all time uh, from Peanuts, uh, from from Linus. Here we go. I got it. There rock. are three things. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> there are three things that I've learned never to discuss with people: religion, politics, and pumpkin beers. Linus. <laughs> <laughs> Carnival of Horrors is a menacing imperial stout brewed with pumpkin pie filling, maple syrup, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, allspice, and vanilla. It is definitely worthy of a straight jacket. Um, unfiltered, unpasteurized, because all good things are wild and free. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So anyway, here we go. That was a good crack. ASMR. Oh, man, that's so good. Wow. Does it taste like pumpkin pie? Uh, hold on. I need to take another sip. Mm. Vamp while I drink. Ah, uh, Vamp, I want to drink your beer. <laughs> that was not intentional. That was really by accident, but I'm glad you really rolled with it. <laughs> Um, it's got a bit of a pumpkin taste. It's definitely, I definitely get the brown sugar, cinnamon, maple syrup. Like I can get almost a flavor of all of them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without losing its stoutness. Uh Aha. So it's still definitely a stout. Okay. Everything that, everything they label that it's made with is an undertone. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So it's Honestly, stout first, all that, all the other the flavors second. I think the nutmeg might be the strongest thing. That's oh, what interesting. I'm the most of unusual, but that unusual. could be me. Hmm. I have, I'm ultra sensitive to nutmeg, though. I see. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Call me names when I was little. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, never, it's tough. Yeah, never really recovered from that tragedy. Meg, um, Meg is not the easiest to get along with. No, she's not Meg. <laughs> Uh man, what a nut that Meg. Um, <laughs> so, Frank, we're here to get literary on your butt, um, on people's <laughs> butts. Um, Frank, you know that I'm a English teacher. You know this about me. Cause what? What? This is brand new information. Care about each other's lives and stuff. Um, so, Frank, so I uh, 
teach my students, hopefully, um, a bunch of you know common symbols that you crop that crop up in literature all the time. Sure, like the copyright symbol, a dollar sign. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm, All mm -hmm. rights reserved. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The little TM. Yeah. So this is when I actually read uh, my daughter children's books. I will always like. I will be like. I will always list the publishing company the lion the wish in the wardrobe pictures by joey chow uh harper collins imprint publication wow so you're you're a professional you bring the podcast professionalism like you're that's, reading an audiobook to your daughter too many audiobooks is what it is you know when this I, is audible I the, when, I, when i when i close the book at the end i go audible hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs> Very nice, uh, very very nice. This is good. Oh. Um, but uh, um, but anyway, one of those common themes that crop up all the time is the vampire. The vampire, yes. or uh, monsters in general, are always um, symbolic, um, emblematic of some other bigger thing. Zombies are consumerism, or kind of like mob mentality, not thinking for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, werewolves are like un like a uncontrolled uh rage because of suppression you know like mm-hmm. you just like push down push down the feeling push down the feeling and then you just unleash it you know uh at a full moon you know that yeah. th- those are werewolves and so on and so on and so on the vampire is one that creeps up a lot because he's a vampire um and uh and so what i thought as this halloween centric episode is i'm going to go through what the vampire symbol is, and then we're going to go through our favorite geek fandoms and franchises and find the most prominent vampire mm-hmm. um, who is not actually a vampire, but probably could be. <laughs> Symbolically. Um, because it's fantasy and sci-fi. <laughs> and uh, and find, like, which one which one reigns supreme sure. uh, as the vampire. So this is how it's going to work. Let me tell you about the vampire first. So the, the symbol of the vampire... Um, Instead of like a vampire is just out to, you know, they're out to suck your blood, you know, because they need hemoglobin or whatever their reason is. Mm. Um, the point of the vampire is uh, they become powerful by diminishing your power. Mm. So they they are at their strongest by making you weakest and they prey on those who are susceptible to those kinds of feelings um, because they uh, they um, revel and become, uh, well, I wouldn't say more powerful again, but I'll say it anyway, more powerful based on your diminished feelings. So right. I'm going to give you an example um, that is not a geek or fandom, so we know where to go with. Regina George from Mean Girls is a vampire. Great example. Because she preys on the weak that it are her friends mm-hmm. or boyfriend and whatever and part of being a vampire is turning your victim into a vampire mm. and so what does regina george do she turns katie heron into a vampire yes she becomes the very thing she is fighting against um and so she also then by accident you know whatever but starts to diminish others to raise herself up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Great that is, example. that is a vampire. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That example won't be good after, like, when that movie becomes, you know, lost to history right. all of a sudden. <laughs> but uh, for right now, it works. For right now, it works great. Um, it works great. 
So that's the vampire. So I'm going to say let's start with a super easy one, um, and then we'll go from there. Who's the vampire in the Star original Star Wars trilogy? Um, first six movies. Mm, no. Let's do all nine. Let's do the Skywalker saga. Who is the biggest vampire in the Skywalker saga? The Emperor. The Emperor, indeed. Emperor Palpatine. Explain why. Uh, he, in order for him to succeed, uh, uh, to, to paraphrase uh, Donald Gleason's uh, uh, character, uh, in order for him to succeed, he needs everyone else to lose. Um, he he wins by by uh, literally by tearing down the entire republic. Um, he needs the the Jedi to go away. He needs all of that to go away. The entire old way of of the galaxy doing life um he tears down for his own his own uh improvement his own benefit um literally to uh because he wants unlimited power um so he does all of that Say it right he does <laughs> unlimited power. uh he does that to the entire uh galaxy he does that specifically to Anakin Skywalker taking everything away um, that he uh, uh, that he loves, you know, and, and putting ideas in his head, making him more paranoid about the Jedi than he already was, um, making him uh, or, or or tempting him with the the powers to save his loved one, all of that stuff um, to to make him subordinate to him. Okay, I think, and I think what you kind of nailed right there is not just generally the galaxy. But he's also specifically a vampire to Anakin Skywalker, because mm-hmm. you could kind of make a case in some ways that the Jedi Order is a vampire to Anakin too. Like they kind sure. of sure, yes, you can make that of, case. Yes, you know his, you know his life is, you know, like the, his hopes, his aspirations, his dreams, you know, like whatever, all these things. But it's the Emperor that makes that happen in a big way, and then turns Anakin into a vampire himself. Like you know, Anakin also, like through becoming a part of the dark side breeds on fear right or he like lives off of the fear of like that people have from darth vader um that's right so um so that i think that was a low ball Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i think that was a pretty that was a pretty uh straightforward one um for sure uh, for sure yeah um okay you pick a franchise you pick a franchise next and see what we can pull from that Okay, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with. Mm, I could go with something very very obvious, but I'm actually uh, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with Star Trek, the original series uh, movie uh, uh, franchise, or I guess anything in the original series, including the movies. Oh my gosh! Anything in the original series, including the movies. I mean, my first choice is Khan. Sure. Like, but I actually don't know if it's Khan. I don't know if that's if that's right. Well, actually, truthfully, my first choice was a Tribble. But I, don't, <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's actually a joke answer, though. Hmm. Because Khan actually has followers, and he does treat them well. He, he, so you have that, like, yeah. vampire minion thing going on. And he does... 
his goal is to be better, faster, stronger. You know, <laughs> yes. Six million dollar man. Yes. Um, it is. But but you I think, think it's con. Uh, no, no, I, I, I'm gonna. I think it's more along the lines of the Klingon. Um, I think it's, um, oh. in like the arc of the uh, original series continuity, mm-hmm. they're sort of the consistent bad guys. Them and I guess the Romulans um, are consistently the bad guys, uh, and they're consistently um, threatening the federation uh whether it's something as small as you know the the uh, incursions into the wrong quadrant uh or into the the neutral zone and things like that um all the way uh, through like you know Christopher Lloyd's uh, character and the, the naval battles um between him and 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 Kirk um mm-hmm. so that that feels like more of the like they are an an empire uh, trying to suck the the um, the life of sort of the freedom of the Federation. Yeah. Okay. I like that better. Yeah. Um, because it's it kind of like Palpatine. It's mm-hmm. you know the whole galaxy kind of kind of thing. But yeah, I like yeah. I like the idea. It's not just one person. It's the like the Klingons themselves. Yes. I mean, of course, until you get to next generation, or whatever. Yes. Else, then it changes. Yeah. Uh, you know, change those out. But I like that. I think the Klingons is correct because Khan wasn't settling right for me, which I think is actually a good distinction that it, it's not just a villain. They have to do something pretty specific. Right. right. And what Khan was doing, let's say, is wrong, but he's not necessarily uh, his reasons are not totally wrong. You know, like, yeah. you know, he's he's slighted. He's trying to make a good life for the people that follow him, you know, like, and so those things like kind of take the vampirism away from everything. Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, let's move on to an answer. I don't have, but I'm hoping that you do. Do you think that there is a vampire in the Terminator franchise? Hmm. Is there one vampire? That's interesting. Um, Is there one person? It's 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 such a collective thing, right? Because it like it could be Skynet itself. It's Skynet as, is the closest thing, yeah. But it's yeah. not even. It's not a. Per, it's well, yeah. I, mean, I guess it's Skynet. I mean, so it doesn't I mean yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't. I don't yeah, think it has to be a person. So, for instance, like you're not a Lord of the Rings guy, but if I was to say like who's the like who's the vampire in Lord of the Rings? It's the One Ring. It's not sure. really Sauron. It's sure. not Sauron. It's the ring. It's the itself ring itself. And what the ring does to and what the ring is doing. Yeah. Um. And so, like, Skynet is well. Skynet is sentient, and so kind of like the Matrix, which you could also argue that, like, you know, the the AI in the Matrix is also yeah. the vampire. Yeah. I I would um. You know, you could you could actually argue that the vampire is not Skynet itself, but Cyberdyne, the company that made it. Because totally. in their in their uh, uh, yeah, uh, search for uh, uh, or, or their thirst for the ability to create this this uh, neural network 
that that yeah, like I, I'm, I almost compared it to another franchise, but we might talk about that later. So I don't want to do that and burn that. Um, mm. But they they are too clever for their own good and create something they can't control, uh, and it ends up being the end of humanity. So I would argue Cyberdyne is sort of the the vampire because they created Skynet. Their hubris um, is what got humanity into that situation. Mm, yep i I would take that. I'll take that as an answer. I like that very much. Um, switching gears a little bit. Um, actually, do you want to do yours? The, the one that you said. Um, yes. You didn't want to spoil in case we got to it. Yes. Do that one. Jurassic Park. Oh, you know that's so interesting because I had that one in my brain, and I was like, "Ooh, maybe, maybe Jurassic Park." But then I actually had a hard time thinking of one because if you think of Jurassic Park itself, like just the singular movie, yes, I would say that there maybe isn't a vampire outside of um, Biosyn, yeah, maybe, Biosyn. which is like the un like the unknown entity. It's the company that wants to get the dinosaur embryos from InGen to do their own, and so they don't necessarily care, like, who gets hurt mm-hmm. in the way of, like, their rise as a business. And so, and then, of course, you if you look at the whole franchise and all movies, and that actually comes right back around to the last one, mm-hmm. um, and so to Dominion. So, and it would be, I think, Bios in, in that one. Yes. You could, I think, make the argument that John Hammond is an un... But is he, he doesn't a vampire? Know he's like, a vampire, but I don't really yeah. like that because he does have good intentions, and that's not really the point, right? It could be Dennis Nedry if I had to like really think about uh, it. Yeah, um, like just in that movie because he is intentionally putting people in harm's way, yeah, to get out, like you know, to but you know to gain something from something but you know like his is a greed it's not really like a need or desire he doesn't he's not preying on people he probably is a weak person himself mm. and mm. so it's tricky that's a like a really tricky one did you have somebody in mind when you thought I, of Dragon I, I my thought was biosyn like just like more broadly was biosyn yeah, um right on biosyn right like it just yeah that that strikes me as the um but it, it, that's uh, in the um in the yeah, in the first movie and and maybe in the franchise as a whole, but like in Dominion, it's very it's very clear that it's uh, the the well the CEO, um, <clears throat> Dodson Dodson something like that. Dodson Dodson, um, we got Dodson here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that um, he's like very clearly like it's all about greed. It's all about profits. It's it's he will keep it all a secret. He'll do whatever he has. Like he's literally deleting files off the computer, right? To to uh, to clear his own name because he doesn't care. Like as long he has to, he can't take the blame. He needs to to make it look like he had nothing to do with it. Um, when it comes down to it, um, so I th- I feel like he's really the he doesn't have pure intentions. Whereas Hammond does have good intentions, just misguided. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is going to get tricky because of the breadth and scope of it. But let's talk about the MCU. Yeah. Um, okay. I was thinking. Arguably, about this. there's. Yeah, arguably there's a lot of vampires in the MCU. Morbius is Morbin time. It's Morbin time. Morbin time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, but so like, but I, my Blade. I wonder Blade, of <laughs> course, of course. Um, 
But you wonder who the biggest one in um in the MCU is because there's a lot of it. So like Obadiah Stane in sure. Iron Man is a great vampire, right? Yes. Um, he quite literally sucks the life out of Tony at one, you know, at one point. Um, I'm sure there's actually characters that actually really do suck the life out mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. more explicitly than that. Um, you know, so the Red Skull is a vampire-esque character in some way. Um, I'm sure there are more. Actually, Gore is uh, a great example yep. of a vampire from Thor, Love and Thunder. Yep. But I don't know if they're the best vampire in all of the MCU. Do you do you have I... Actually, you know what I got to do? I'm going to um I'm going to use a look up. Okay. But you keep talking. So my mind goes to the Eternals. Oh, uh, Dark Horse. Dark uh, well, horse. I'm not saying best, but like the most, I think maybe the clearest, the clearest uh, example of a, yeah, I think the clearest example of a, of villains are like the um, Celestials? Who were the, I don't even remember, I that my kind of blacked out a lot of that movie. Um, Arishem the Judge, I think is what you're talking about. Yes. The I Eternal guess. Celestial Space Robot Daddy. Yes. Yes. Uh like they were they were it it turns out uh behind everything always forever uh, in the MCU going back thousands of years. Mm, mm, right. Uh and they are you No, know, that's actually a really good point. And they're sucking the life out of planets. Um, to to create, you know, to hatch these Eternals. Um, so the whole, like, using a planet as an egg to, to hatch is literally sucking the life force out of an entire world. Wow. Actually, yeah, you, you really actually, uh, you make a really compelling point there. Um, like, just in large scale. I was thinking... Truthfully, I um, I was gonna go in a few different directions. That I'm I wasn't here for him. Quite sure. So, like, Hydra is a great villain. Oh, is yeah. a great vampire. Um, and so there's, you know, so there's, uh, um, Hydra itself that you could talk about. I already said Obadiah Stane. Mm -hmm. um, He's a good one. I I had another one in my head. Ultron's too, not I a just, bad one either. Ultron uh, has vampiric qualities. I think. Um, Hella has vampiric qualities. Sure, sure. Um, I, even Wanda actually, in some ways, has Ooh, a bit of. A, a, yes, Wanda is kind of vampiric. You know, obviously, evil, evil Wanda yes. from Ma Multiverse of Madness. Green Goblin has vampiric qualities. Mm -hmm. Um, early Loki. Um, oh yeah, has, yes, yes, has kind of that vampiric quality. Um, oh man, I had another one and I I completely lost it. I mean, Thanos Kingpin. is an obvious one. Yep, Thanos. Um, Thanos, Kingpin. Mm, oh, man, mm -hmm. what was the other one that I was just thinking of? It's going to drive me crazy. Um, Stanley. Keep talking. I got um, Stanley. <laughs> that vampire. That vampire nonsense. Um, oh, ego. Um, oh, from sure. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Sure. Yes, yeah. big time. 
Yeah, that was the um, that was the one I was trying to think of. Um, so, th- but I think based on if you're going like full universal scale, it's the Celestials for sure. Yes, like their their whole modus operandi is like in, is vampiric in nature. Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, but I don't know if like like it doesn't have the emotional weight. Like because it's that's so true. Large. No, that's that's true. Like, no, well, I think yeah, that was the flaw um, with the movie. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is yeah. true. Actually, yeah, I think um, that's its own its own topic of conversation. Exactly. Um, so, like maybe ego in, in that yeah. way then, or, or one of the other ones I mentioned. So, like, but they're yeah. like, yeah. They're, it's like I said, it's hard to narrow down because it's huge scope. Like, it's not like Star Wars where like you can uh, trace everything back to Palpatine. Right. So like that's a that's a that's a given. But you can't really do that in the MCU. Except with the Celestials. So actually I think you're right. I think it is the Celestials. I think they win. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I really didn't expect the Eternals to be in there. But uh, you know, here we yeah, are. I did not expect uh them to be uh I did not expect tonight to end with me uh being glad I saw that movie. <laughs> Got him. Um, I'm gonna do two okay. uh, to wrap up here. Um, let's go. Let's go. DC, fa- okay. our favorite heroes, Batman and Superman. Um, who do you think the biggest vampire is in Batman? Any like just Ooh. comics? Like could uh, be vampire Batman. Biggest v- vampire in Batman. In Batman, like in the Batman family, is is that what you mean? Or, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to do like like I don't want to say like just Michael Keaton films or, or oh like yeah yeah or whatever yeah. like it's that's too restrictive. So let's just say Batman villains. It feels obvious. I think it's the Joker. Yeah, I mean the like, Joker is the first thing that comes to mind, but is he the most vampiric? Is I don't know. His most... whole thing is I don't he he gets his jollies from diminishing others even yeah. his relationship with harley like there's a that abusive relationship yeah that's yeah. that's vampirism um and so i think he does kind of even like that kind of stalks the night white his skin, whole like his whole being a psychopath thing basically makes him vampiric yeah it's I, a fine line it's, between vampirism and psycho psychopathy yeah there is i yeah but there 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 really is but i, I think I mean, there are other characters, uh, there are other Batman characters that I think fall into that category. Yeah. I think actually Hush, Hush falls into that Hush. category really well. Like, he's a great, that's a great vampire character. Um, you could make an argument that Bruce's trauma is a vampire character. Ooh, like that's you, cool. Or like... even Gotham City itself is vampiric. <gasps> um, and so there's like, you could like really. Gotham, wait, I. do it. I could do a deep dive. I love the idea of Gotham as the vampire. That is actually yeah, maybe yeah. I think it, maybe it is Gotham because it's the kind of the sum of its parts, and it only exists like yeah. the way that it exists and thrives is off of the pain and diminishment of other people. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it it, it, yeah. it is the you kind of thing that down, you could say Arkham, but maybe it is it is uh yeah is Gotham. Yeah, no, but I think it's. Gotham and Arkham is almost the the organ that 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 makes it happen. But like, I feel like it's I think Gotham because think about like Harvey Dent. It chewed him up and spat him out and turned him into a villain, right? Like it it turned him into yeah. a vampire. 
um, everybody who goes there get turned into something. It's you know that's true. Actually, you know, like part like I said earlier, like part of being a vampire is the creation of other vampires. Exactly. And, and so, like turning and and they all even Batman has vampiric qualities to them and so just by the nature of kind of being there so yeah i want to say it's gotham which is not the direction i thought it was going to go yeah ended on that one what a way to end love that um did you have one more yeah, um yeah i was going to ask you about superman who do you think the vamp the vampire is in superman i mean it's you it's, could say lex Luthor. it's obvious it's obviously lex but brainiac has a has a good yeah uh, yeah I think there's it might be brainiac. a case he made for brainiac for sure yeah it depends yeah. i guess it's kind of like the mcu where it's like there are many vampires on different scales you know on a on a uh, smaller scale like it, it's loki and then it builds up to to thanos and then it builds up to the uh, uh the celestials like in the same way with superman like it's luther on on the earthly metropolis level uh but mm-hmm. then it's brainiac on a bigger global you know uh you know universe level um yeah. so i feel yeah i feel like it's it's kind of either one of those two depending um, did you have another? Do you think the biggest, I was going to say, who do you think the biggest Superman adjacent? Who do you think the biggest vampire is in Smallville? Um, it's trick. It's, I mean, it's obviously season four episode. Whatever, no. <laughs> episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. Lana. It's Lana. Lana is the biggest. Or, or Buffy Lana Saunders. Is the, um, yeah, is the biggest vampire. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. Um, Hey, I've got a um, yeah, honor, but, I, I got a, a bonus round one for you. Oh, okay. What we do in the shadows? Well, who's like the biggest vampire <laughs> in what we do in the shadows? Oh man, um, Peter. Okay, because <laughs> he like actually makes them all vampires. This is um, true. Uh, well, that it's probably Vlad. Actually, Vlad. I think yeah, it's Vlad. Out of out of all of them, because he's like. Uh, he kind of pulls everybody into his madness. And so, like, I don't know if they would be as wild if it wasn't for the way that he kind of lives his life. And sure. Being one of the oldest ones and that kind of thing. Okay. I, That's all valid. Yeah, I think it might be Vlad or Diallo Deacon. It's not Taika Waititi's character. It's not. I, I forget. Like, it's not him. But it could be It could be Deacon. Okay. Um. I don't watch the show, so I can't answer I, questions about the show. My either. answer is from the show. Oh, uh, okay. Please continue. My answer is Colin Robinson, uh, the energy vampire. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, he's one of the best characters. I love this actor. Um, he's fantastic on The Office, too. Um, and uh, Mark Proksh is his name. But, uh, yeah, Colin Robinson, uh, his character is just he's just a regular dude, uh, but it's a regular boring dude um, who is an energy vampire. Literally, he just sucks the energy out of what room he's in, whatever room he's in by being That's as fantastic. boring as possible. Um, that. And that is his source of energy. So I'm going to go with Colin. That's perfect. I think that's perfect. That's also a great way to end. Um, there we go. I think Lionel Luther is a bigger vampire than Lex Luthor. Ooh, okay, yeah, in Smallville, yeah, yeah, in Smallville, yeah. That's my take on that's my take on them. Um, but yeah, no, Frank, this was a lot of fun. Uh, tell the people where they can find us. You can find us at thoughtbubbleaudio.com or beerwithgeeks.com. Uh, you can find 
all, all the episodes and all the show notes there. Go back and listen to all our old Halloween episodes. Uh, there's a search feature at BeerGeeks.com that makes that really easy to do. Um, you can find us and subscribe and review us uh, or rate us in any podcast app. Spotify or Overcast or Google Podcasts or Amazon Music, whatever. Uh, Apple Podcasts, obviously, ratings and reviews there are hugely helpful, so thank you in advance for that. Um, and uh, you can support us uh, by throwing a couple bucks our way at patreon.com slash audio. But that is our uh, our spooky Halloween episode. Spooky. Spooky. Spooky scary um <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh man good stuff frank uh a pleasure to talk to you as always and yes, so sir. until next until next spooky time cheers, cheers. spooky <laughs>